Okay, so welcome back to Sparks Fly, where we sit down and spark a conversation. And um, we're not even going to talk about how long it's taken me to do another episode because, you know, we're not going to talk about it. We're not going to talk about it. But what we are going to talk about is Love is Blind. So it's a Netflix show. It's a reality show. um, And they released it like how Disney releases High School Musical, the musical, the series. Like they released it weekly instead of like dumping it like Netflix usually does. And when I tell you this show had everybody in an uproar and if you haven't watched it you're missing out i promise you you're missing out so let's get into it okay so boom we have a sponsor welcome to the sponsored segment and the sponsor today is anchor so you can download the free anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started on anchor and it is the app i use to record the podcast on so first of all it's free And second, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. So if you want to like add music or if somebody sends you music on your phone, you can add it to the like recording right from your phone. Um, They'll distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and other things like Google Podcasts, stuff like that. And you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. So you don't have to like reach a cap or a quota. They'll just start immediately now it's not gonna be a lot of money until you reach you know a lot of people but you don't have to reach a lot of people to start making money and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place so download the free anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started a-n-c-h-o-r.fm to get started okay so with love is blind there are lots of things to touch on so i'm gonna just go like top down first of all the show is based on like that bible verse um first corinthians 13 verse 4 through 7 where it's like love is love is patient love is caring love is hopeful love is love is blind so like they're trying to test if love is actually blind. Like if you can fall in love with somebody without seeing them. So then the whole concept is they bring in, they brought in a lot of people, but only one, two, three, four, five, six ish couples got together. They ain't all stay together, but they got together. So then the concept was like these, it's like the men on one side of the house and the women on the other side and the men can't see the women. So then, or the women can't see the man either. Like they're dating, and I use dating loosely, through a like a wall. So they go in these, they call them the pods, and they go in these like little comfortable rooms. They got couches and pillows and stuff, and it's like moody lighting. It's very comfortable. But they're talking to somebody through like a, I don't even know what it was, like a mesh. It wasn't mesh. It was just like a, like a, it was an opaque wall, but it was like like cloudy looking. You know what I'm trying to say? You you whatever. So yeah, they're like dating. They're just having conversations and getting to know each other and like they talk to everybody. So like everybody, I want to I want to say it was like 12 men and 12 women or 10 men and 10 women. I really don't know cuz they didn't really they didn't touch on everybody who didn't get in a relationship. And that was one of my issues with show, but I'm gonna move on. They, um, yeah, so everybody gets to talk to everybody. It, like, rotates. And then whoever you like the most, you, like, keep dating them. And you keep talking to them and everything until, like, you find somebody you just really click with. But the catch is you don't just, you know, get together. You get married. You have to propose to this person before you can even see them. Like, you get married. 
they were really going hard. Like, this is like married at first sight and The Bachelor put together. Like, it's very odd. Um, but yeah, it's, it's so odd. And then, yeah. So, yeah, that's one of the issues I had with the show was we didn't really get to see everybody. Like, if they didn't get in a relationship or anything, we didn't really get to see them. Like, we didn't get to see their personality. We didn't get to really see them in confessionals and stuff like that. We didn't really get to, like, understand who they were. So, like, if you didn't get in a relationship on the show, you were kind of on the show for nothing. Um, and it was some people I wanted to like see what was going on with them. Like it was this one dude, don't remember his name because he didn't get a lot of coverage, but like he was very he was like very compassionate towards the other men in the uh in the house. And like he was like talking to them about their problems and like kind of talking them through it and being very, very like loving and caring, very much a therapist in the house. And it was like really nice to see to see that especially amongst men and it was like we didn't really get to see nothing else from him so I was really disappointed with that um but yeah the experiment was like a real cool concept to me so I was like let me watch this show I have so many questions like the execution of the show like how did they pick people like because you know how um if you watch I watch a lot of reality shows so like if you watch are you the one they like do this kind of test and they do compatibility and they have like expert matchmakers match people up and yeah yeah but 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 so then you're supposed to find your perfect match but like love is blind how they knew anybody was gonna get together i really don't understand that like how did they how did they come to the conclusion that if we throw 20 people or 24 people i really don't know how many people was in the house because they only we only got six couples out of it so if you throw 24 people into a house and then, you know, you know what I mean? Like, how do you know these people are going to, because you know how like Love Island, I feel like they don't really discriminate. They just got to make sure the people are cute. Like they really don't discriminate on like, you know, compatibility and stuff. But like, this was an experiment. So, you know, you got to control factors in the experiment. Was, was compatibility a control I got I got so many questions on the like scientific side of this of all of this cuz like I don't get it. Cuz it didn't seem like it was matchmaking like are you the one? And I'm like it's it's got to be pure luck that we got the lovely couple that Lauren and Cameron are. And I'm going to go into that. So the results of of the whole experiment. So, like, we see these people, and it's, oh, my God, it's so short. It's, like, within a matter of weeks. I want to say they get, they got, like, between the first day and the day they got married, I want to say it was, like, six weeks. And I'm just, like, I, I can't even get to know a dog in six weeks. You know what I mean? So, how I'm getting to know a person enough to marry them, again, it is pure miracle that we got Lauren and Cameron because... Everybody else, I just questioned their relationship so much. And it was just a mess. Also, people made comparisons for people's relationships to um, the office. And I will get into that. But, um, yeah, I just, I just want to know, like, with the results, what happened to the other people? Like, um, this one dude on the show, Barnett, I want to say his actual name is mark 
No, it's not. I'm a liar. Matt. His name is Matt. But they kept on referring to him by his last name. So Barnett, he was like talking to like three women at a time. He was talking to Amber, Jessica, and Casey or KJ. Her name started with a K. I'm LC. I think it was LC. It was an initial name. It was two letters. So he was talking to all these three women. He kept on like saying like, oh, I'm going to marry you. And I I could propose. If it was nobody else, I'd propose to you tomorrow. Or da, 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 da. And I'm just like, what happened to those? What happened to LC? Like, she didn't get with Barnett. Was she heartbroken? Like, do we get anything after that? Like, I just really want to know what happened to LC. And we don't know. And what happened to the other people? Like, the girls in the house was, like, openly talking about how they like so-and-so and they had connections with these people and they talked to those people. And it was just like, what happened to them? And then at the reunion, Lauren and, um, oh, what's his name? Kenny? I want to say Lauren and Kenny were talking about how, like, they became really good friends in the pod and, like, even though they weren't, you know, trying to marry each other on their, like, quote-unquote dates, they would, like, talk and joke and stuff, and we didn't get any of that footage. Like, these people all technically dated each other, and then they all meet later in the season. So then it's just like, these are not your friends, but you know these people, and we really didn't get to see any of that. I feel like it was really... And the episodes was long. Let me tell you these episodes. It was... 11 episodes and they was all like an hour i'm just i'm like you got me sitting here i'm watching 11 hours of footage and i don't get to see nothing else like them episodes was paining me i love watching tv and it was so hard to watch this show because it was like in a reality show you really only care about certain people that like you like so when i had to watch these other storylines i'm like dang I'm finna walk away, but I'm streaming this on my computer. Like, I could really just skip it. But you know what I mean? It was just very odd to me the route they took with that. Like, it took so long, and it was just full of... It was a lot of full of nothing. And I really wish they would have just threw some more funny moments in there. I'm like, this is life, you know? A lot of it just wasn't... It just wasn't worth it to watch parts of it like it was very boring reality tv at a point until it got really dramatic and they kind of capitalized off that drama a little too much like it was a lot so anyways um let me tell you about the couples okay so i'm gonna go worst to best and just in the order of like the people i didn't like the most so worst couple was Kelly and Kenny. Kelly done done got to know Kenny and this, that, and the third. And then she see him in real life and don't like him. And it don't make no sense to me how that can happen. Like, she was just like, I am not physically attracted to this man. And it was really crazy. Okay, because so when people propose, like, after they propose, like, I think it's like the next day they get to meet the person they, uh, proposed to so that everybody like um the other couples they like ran up and hugged each other and they kissed and it was very sweet and like Kelly did not seem excited to see Kenny and Kenny was such a sweet guy like oh he was such a sweetheart he was like a redhead um a very like normal looking white guy like not gonna hold you he did not look you know he was not extraordinary looking like he's definitely attractive but like you know regular looking white guy so 
Yeah, she was just like later in the season, she's like, Oh yeah, I just you know, I'm really used to dating brunettes and this and the third. And he was so sweet to her, he was so good to her. And then like the show kept on talking about like you've made this emotional connection now. Can you turn it into a physical one? And for everybody else, like most people, it was very easy. Like I'm like, if you like this person enough, if you're like mentally and emotionally attracted to this person, it's really not that hard to be like uh yeah, let's let's knock boots. But like she was not going for it. She was just like she kept on saying, I don't want you know, we have such a good emotional connection. I don't want to bring the physical into it too soon because I've had a bad experience. And then she revealed like they took the couples on like a honeymoon. Not a honeymoon, but like I don't even know what else to call it. Like a little a couple's getaway to Mexico. She done revealed in Mexico that she does not find this man attractive. And that junk threw me for a loop. I'm just like, this whole time we talking about, oh, I don't want to do this because I did this in the other relationship and it messed it up and da ba 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 ba. And I'm like, really? Genuinely? You think this man ugly? That's sad. And that made me really sad for Kenny. And in the office couples matchup, they compared her. They compared that couple to Angela and Andy. And that made so much sense. So much sense. And that's exactly what it was. And it was very sad. So then the next worst couple was Diamond and Carlton. So, okay. So Twitter was in an uproar about Diamond and Carlton because Carlton is a bisexual man and he told Diamond after he proposed and while they were in Mexico. And he was just like, you know, but like the whole time he was going into it. Okay, I'm going to just say my thoughts on it before I explain this because I'm finna explain this in a very biased way. I think he was wrong. Not for not telling her. I think he was wrong for not telling her for so long because he kept on saying, oh, I'm just scared of, of somebody not accepting me for who I am and this and the third. But then... His attitude going into telling her was completely different from that. Like, he did not seem scared. He went into it very defensive. So, like I said, they done, you know, they done made this emotional connection. She feels comfortable enough to say yes to a proposal from you. Like, she wants to marry you. And then you're in Mexico and you want to tell her a secret. Okay, cool. But then when he went about it, he was just like, um, I have to tell you something. Uh, I was really scared to tell you because I was scared you would uh, reject me and this and the third. And then like he tells her, he was like, you know, there was a point in my life where I wasn't I wasn't really attracted to people's physical appearance. I was just attracted to like hearts and beings. And he was like in that during that phase of my life. I, and I use the word phase to mean time period, not to mean that he is, you know, not to disrespect bisexual men. But he was like during that period of my life, like I, I I interacted with men, like I was I was in relationships with men, and I'm and then she was just like, okay, so as any strictly straight woman, who is not really well versed on bisexual men, you can expect them to ask. She was just like it, and it was it was a dumb question to me, but she tried to phrase it in a way I felt that was very careful. So she was just like, um, do you feel at any point? you would miss being with a man or 
you know what I mean? She was she was trying to say, like, would he ever go back to men, like, after, you know, marrying her? And he was just like, oh, no, no, that's not what it is. But he got very defensive about it. He was just like, no, that's, that's people's misconception. He got really, like, I felt like he was really performing for the camera at that point. Like, it wasn't a conversation between him and his future wife, but a conversation between him and America and everybody who has a Netflix subscription or a Netflix password because he was like, that's people's misconception that uh, that bisexual people are flighty and greedy and this and a third. And I'm like, she didn't say none of that. She just asked simply if you would ever go back to men. Now, he could have said, no, I am in love with you. Like I said, I'm, I am attracted to hearts and your heart is the one I want. But nah, he was just like, that's people's misconception. Da, 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 da. And then she was just trying to process it. And then she started to ask like more questions. But at no point did she ever be like, oh, I don't accept this. Or da, 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 da. She was just trying to get a lot of clarity I felt from the situation. And like her phrasing was a little off. But at the same time, I felt like he had a lot of time to prepare for this moment. And she was just thrown into this moment. So then she was like um, asking him more questions and he got very defensive with her. And it was just like it started to turn into an argument. And then and then she got really defensive in return. And then at some point he was like, this is why I can't I can't fuck with bitches like you. And I was just like, "Ooh." and then she was like, "Ooh." she was like, so I'm a bitch now. And he was like, no, not you but people like you. And I'm just like, and watching that, I'm just like, wouldn't I be a person like me? So that threw me the wrong way. And that threw her off. Cause I'm just like, at no point will the man I marry or any man I love call me that call me out of my name. So then I have sided firmly with diamond in this situation. Not in that like Carlton is wrong for being a bisexual man, but I felt like, cause she was trying to say that like, she felt like she had been lied to, not because he was bisexual, but because he kept the secret for so long. Like, it was clearly, because then he was like, that was the only thing left to tell. Like, that was the only thing he had left on the table. Like, he had told her everything else, and that was his biggest secret. And then she was just like, well, I feel lied to because you you held this secret and I'm just like because at no point did she ever say like she wasn't okay with that or that she wouldn't accept him or love him the same but then I'm just like that that junk got out of control so then Twitter got a hold of that and they was having a very giant discussion on um bisexuality and bisexual men and how people should react and da 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 and it kind of spiraled out of control and it was like he had been getting death threats diamond carlton had been getting death threats diamond had been getting death threats it was just a mess and the conversations i felt like it started a good conversation with a terrible example because to frame to use this as a launch pad was it, it was just a real shaky foundation because in in reality i feel like carlton was wrong not because only because he held that secret for so long and then went into it defensive, went into it thinking that she wouldn't love him and she was going to reject him. And then he was just like, at the end of the argument, he was just like, at the end of the day, uh, I don't need none of this. I don't, I don't need none of this. I don't need you. I don't. Need... And then she was just like, whoa, what are you talking about? And then like, that's when the conversation had switched to very defensive because he had just came out the gate saying like, no matter what she say, he don't need her. And then she was just like, bro, what is going on? 
And then he he went on to say that no woman has ever reacted in the way that she reacted to this. And then I'm just like, if no woman has ever reacted in the way that she has reacted, then why did you expect this reaction? Like you manifested this dog. You really spoke this up into existence. Like the whole, the whole season he had been saying like, he's scared of rejection. He's scared. She's not going to love him. He's scared of this. And he's scared of that. And you know, the like adverse reaction to his truth but like, if it had never happened before, why are you, why are you anxious over that? Why are you anticipating that if it never happened before? And so I felt like it was a lot of untruth going on, like not necessarily lying, but not a lot of, you know, truth telling either. So that whole situation, that's why they're my second worst couple, because I before that point, they were very sweet. It was, it was a very nice relationship. It was like, it was very loving and kind and it it was very cute. Like I liked it a lot. But then at that point, like he rubbed me the wrong way from the beginning because it just felt weird. And then to get on what would be international TV, I guess does is love is blind on international Netflix. Like can other people watch it? I don't know. But what, what would be national TV at that point? And he went on like immediately was was telling the cameras that he was a bisexual man, but never really revealed that to his soon to be wife. It just felt very performative. And then it came out that he was like on Real Housewives of Atlanta at a point, And I was just like, oh, this man is an actor. So and then at the reunion, he had the nerve to try to give Diamond the ring back. <sighs> oh, my God. Just a he's a con artist like this man. He and it was just like he was ignoring everything she was saying, and then every time like they they had said they hashed it out over um like privately, so they were cool and they had came to the reunion and everything and it was cool, and then he had the nerve to get to try to like get down on one knee and give her the ring and be like I want this to be a symbol of our friendship and this and the third and she she had said multiple times I will not and I will never get into a relationship with a man who called me out of my name like. She would, cause at the end of the day, that's what, that was her biggest issue. She was just like, no, like you had the nerve to call me out of my name. And then he was like, he was like, fix your wig. Cause it's been sliding since I met you. I'm like, if this is your future wife, the girl you love, your fiance, why are you not telling her a wig is sliding? Like, it just felt very, very weird. It was just very weird. And he was not wrong. Her wig was sliding around, but Cameron ain't never do that to Lauren. So that's all I gotta say about that. I'm moving on. Next, Gia, Nina, and Damien, third worst couple. They was just a mess. I feel like Gia, Nina, really would love to be like a Real Housewife of like Orange County or to be on Young and the Restless. Like she was so dramatic the whole time. Like she really, she really could have been on like not Bad Girls Club, but like Big Brother or something. Like she was a drama queen. Damien, on the other hand. He was cool. He was very odd to me to be. I feel like people's romantic partners are a reflection of themselves. So to be attracted to her was very odd to me. Like nothing, nothing that she did really struck me as like, this is the woman I'm willing to put up with this kind of stuff for. And it was just very odd to me. So, um, yeah, they were a mess. They were dramatic. Even his proposal, when he gave her that bow and was like, I'm giving you a piece of me, da, 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 felt very corny. I did not like it at all. It was the whole, their whole relationship felt staged. Like, I felt like they are paid actors. Like, it just felt staged. 
And then she was very dramatic the whole way through the, through everything. Like when he was proposing to her, she was like, I am just as strong as you. I'm just as this as you. I was like, strong. When did anybody mention strength? And then she was like, we are equal partners. So will you marry me? And then they both said yes. It was all so corny. It was so corny. She was a very pretty girl, though. Oh, she was one of them pretty girls with like a really raspy voice. It was throwing me off because sometimes she would just be talking and it'd be gone. Um, But yeah, it was. Yeah, I ain't like that. And then they got together and then they went to Mexico and it was real. It was real cool. Like everybody was cool. Um, I don't know. They whole relationship felt staged. Everything she said felt really staged. Like when they was getting ready to knock boots, she was just like, the dude was like, oh, do y'all want dessert? And then she was like, nah, I am dessert. And I'm like, please get out of here, bro. Like, ain't y'all over 25? Like, Let me... I got my computer in front of me. I'm finna look and see how old they were. Because cause she threw me off. Like, I just did not know. I'm just like, y'all are too old to be acting like this. Like, ugh. Um. And then, yeah, like, I feel like the people who like her, it's a very strong reflection of themselves. Like, girl, y'all love her? Okay. Because she was very childish, very dramatic. It was just, it was too much for me. Like, oh my God, too much for me. Um, It's not telling me. She's 26. Like, grow up, girl. You're 26. So, yeah. And then, oh my God, at the wedding, they get a chance to say I don't. It was so dramatic. So, I'm going to just go ahead and spoil it because why are we sitting here talking about it if we can't talk about it? So, Kelly and Kenny did not get married because she does not love him. Um, She did not like him. Um, Damien, I mean, not, who, I'm skipping too far. Diamond and Carlton did not get married because Diamond um, and Carlton broke up at Mexico. They didn't even make it past Mexico. And Gigi and Damien do not get married because Gigi is a psychopath. Like, okay, that's a strong word. She's just not ready for relationships. She's very immature. It was like very up and down, hot and cold the whole time. And it was like a reflection of her and not him. Because seeing them go through it together, it was just like, girl, why are you doing this? And then, oh my God, she had the nerve to say, they were like, okay, so they have to move in together at some point during this um whole process. Like, they they date, they get they get engaged, they go to Mexico, they move in together, they meet each other's families, they have the bachelors and bachelorette party, and then they get married. They get a chance to say I do or I don't, and then it was a reunion. So, yeah, oh my God, Kelly and Kenny, like they met each other's families. The families were so supportive. Kelly's family, like her mom and dad loved Kenny. And it was just like, dang girl, you really gonna say no because he's not a brunette? Crack. Um, but yeah, so then Gigi and Damien, like they meet each other's families and stuff like that, and like everything's going swell. Like it's just lovely. But they keep having arguments started by Gigi. Like she just starts thing like oh it was at some point in Mexico Damien said something awkward like it was very awkward it made everybody in the conversation uncomfortable it was like between it was like Cameron and Lauren 
and Gigi and Damien, and then, like, he just said something awkward, and, like, Gigi walks away. I, granted, everybody was drinking, but everybody was drinking, so nobody can have an excuse if everybody's drunk, but, um, yeah, she just goes off, like, she's arguing with him in a party, like, it was a, it was a small get-together, like, it was the cast in there, like, you know, but, like, she just argues with him, and I'm like, in public, really? Like, she did everything in public, it was, it was a hot mess, so then they move in together, and she's talking about their sex life on camera, so then a, a lot of the couples do this thing where they would, like, talk to each other in separate rooms to, like, mimic the pods, I don't know, it was very, it made sense, very odd, so then she's, like, sitting in the kitchen, on the counter and he's like in their bedroom and she's like you know how you say our sex is the best sex of of your life and he's like yeah and she was like you notice how I don't say the same thing it was very eye jaw-dropping moment like who says that who says that so that was just like that whole thing. It just felt like their relationship felt so performative to me. Like everything was so unbelievably dramatic. It was a mess. And then at the wedding, she says yes, but he says no. And then he's like, um, this was a she like gives this big speech before she says I do. And then he's like, this was a beautiful display, but I know you're not ready for this. Like this was one moment out of many. So I don't. She runs like something fresh out of I don't even know Casablanca like she runs something fresh out of um a streetcar named Desire like she runs and then she they're they're in Atlanta she runs from the venue from the campus of the venue down the street she runs and then her mom has to run after her and it's just like oh my god gone with the wind the Young and the Restless, give me the name of a telenovela and I'll throw that in there too. Like it was just, it felt like a telenovela. Like that's exactly what it felt like. It was just like, you know, those memes where it's like, um, disgusted in Spanish, like that dramatic woman, that's who Giannina is. So yeah. And then, oh, because Damien gave her like a bow tie when he proposed after he said no, she rips a piece of her dress, rips a piece of her dress the hem she she rips a piece of her dress and ties it on him and it's like here you can have your bow back dramatic it was it was just lovely to watch honestly like i just it felt like it felt like tv like it felt like tv that was the honestly i might have to move them to the best couple because it was entertaining but it was just like um for this to be reality it was a mess all right moving on jessica and mark Jessica is the character I hate the most on this show. She was like 30, 34. Mark was like 24. Mark was cool with the age gap. Jessica would not stop speaking about it. She talked about the age gap incessantly. It was like to the point where I'm just like, girl, just stop talking to him. Like, as soon as they met and he was, like, said how old she was, she was like, oh, you're young. Like, I don't know how this will work. And then they got to know each other. She started liking him. And that's all she could talk about. She was just like, oh, my God. Like, the age gap, the age gap. I don't know how people react. I don't know how. I'm like, girl, it is the 21st century. It's 20. I think they filmed this in 2019. But it's 2020. Do you think anybody cares that y'all are 10 years apart? 
I'm just like, really, genuinely, if all throughout history, people have been dating people, marrying people that are so many years younger than them. And it's just like, girl, nobody cares. Especially him being 24 and her being 34 or whatever it was. I think it was 24 and 34. With them being grown and dating and, you know, with an age gap, it was not as serious. Like, it's not like you're 24 and he's 14. He's 24 and you're 34. Like, y'all are fully grown adults. He can almost rent a car. Like, y'all are on the same level. Really? Y'all can do things together. Y'all can live life together. Like, y'all may be in different phases technically, but if he's ready to marry you, he's on your level. Like, it's not like he's bringing you down to his. And she was just like, my 20s were amazing. I don't want you to miss out on your 20s. And she just kept making excuses the whole time. And... She was dating Barnett, so then she was just like, she wanted to marry Barnett. Like, she really wanted to marry Barnett. She was very attracted to him. She just really wanted him, and he did not end up proposing to her. So then when I think Mark proposes to her, she says yes, and it was just like, it just felt like a rebound, and then the whole show clearly, like, shows that she was just rebounding. Like, they go to Mexico, and she's like, talking to Barnett all over Barnett seeing him in person she's even more attracted to him and like seeing Mark in person like he was shorter than everybody expected he was still an attractive guy but he was just like not her usual type so then he's in Mexico like everybody's in Mexico with their fiance so she's engaged he's engaged they're engaged to other people Jessica's all over Barnett and Barnett it likes his fiance like he's you know engaged to be married so he's like you know all over his fiance and then everybody's having conversations with other people like talking to the people they saw in the pods and stuff like that and then like every time they have a conversation she's like trying to flesh out if he's sure about the engagement and he was she was like um that his fiance brings out another side to him that she would never bring out and that they're completely different and I'm like girl if you're completely different from the woman he chose to marry, don't you think that says something? Think about it. It does not mean that he should choose you instead. It means that he does not want anything like you. Like, really consider. So, and then she gets drunk and, like, tells Mark. She's, she just starts talking about Barnett. Like, she just starts. She was just like, he's so hot and he's so attractive. She's one of those white women that says hot. And it was just, like, a mess. Like, she was just, oh, my God. She kept getting drunk. She drank way too much. She met Mark's family. He met her family. They move in together. Everything. And then it's just, like, it took her a very long time to have sex with Mark. Like, she was just not going for it. Like, everybody else, except for Kenny, had done it. And then, like, she was just not going for it. And then, apparently, they finally did. And it was just, like, Mark was just enamored with her. And I'm just, I felt so bad for him. I felt so bad for him. Okay, so um, Gigi and Damien were Kelly and Ryan from The Office. And Mark and Jessica are Michael and... What is her name? Jan. Mark, Michael and Jan. So, yeah, that's that made a lot of sense. Like, oh, my God. She just... Yeah, she was just as volatile as Jan. Like, if you have not seen The Office... One of my favorite shows. You should watch it just to get a grip on what these characters are and what I'm talking about. But yeah, she was a jam. It was a mess. Did not like that couple. All right. Now we're moving into the better couples. Amber and Barnett. 
Amber was like a military brat, very strong white woman, very strong. Um, she was very cool. She was real down to earth. She was like, she was um like a firecracker, very loud, speak your mind, says whatever comes to mind and fixes it later type girl. And Barnett was like similar. He was kind of reserved. He was he's he seemed very confident in himself but not in his decisions, if that makes any sense. Like, he knew he was, like, attractive and had all these good qualities, but he didn't seem confident in any of the decisions he made. Like, he couldn't pick a girl. He was entertaining three girls in the pod heavily, like, really convincing them that that they were going to get married. And it was just... And then the way he acted with his family, like, they weren't really taking to Amber immediately. And then he started, instead of questioning why his family wasn't taken to amber or like really vouching for her he started questioning his decision on picking her and i didn't care for that because she was very like sure of everything and sure that she wanted to be with him and it just it didn't feel fair um i don't know who they compared amber and barnett to i can't think of it but yeah so that was just very um yeah, their relationship was very cute. He chose Amber instead of choosing um Elsie and what's the name? Jessica. And their relationship was very cute. It went on, it went really really well. They didn't really have many um arguments, I'ma say. Like they all they argued about was who he was gonna pick and then why Jessica was like all over him let me see who is Amber oh Amber and Barnett don't even have a um have a like office alignment so yeah so they're very cute I like them um they ended up lasting they both said I do Jessica said I don't to Mark because she's crazy and she oh my god so then they meet each other's families and nobody reacts adversely to the age gap like nobody 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 reacted her friends were just like didn't you like um they named a royal couple that has an age gap and she was like oh my god it's just like that royal couple and then they they were just cool with it her parents were cool with it his parents were cool with it like everybody was fine and she was just confused i'm like girl do you not live in the 21st century anyway so yeah they said i don't amber and barnett say i do their relationship was great i I love them like they're very cute amber is so strong to compare it to how weak barnett is and it's very nice but amber was unemployed like she had she had student debt and then she said she had a credit card that had a 700 dollars makeup budget um and then she was unemployed like she used to she used to do something but she doesn't work now and then barnett was an engineer and he was like making good money he lived on his own in a nice house like apartment type deal and i don't even know where she lived i can't even remember but like yeah it was just like crazy to see he and Barnett has a dog. So yeah, the biggest controversy around them was like how you first of all, how you even getting on a show trying to get married and you're not financially stable? But how you gonna get with this man and have no plans to get a job or be financially stable? She was just like, I would um she was like, I'd be an at home mom if I could. Like a stay at home mom is my aspiration. Now Frankly, I would love to be a stay-at-home mom, but I'm not bringing my husband 
debt on top of debt, credit cards, bad credit. You know what I mean? If I'm going to be a stay-at-home mom, I'm going to be able to, like, sign off on anything type deal. Like, I'm trying to be as well off as my husband in order to stay at home. Like, I'm staying at home because I want to, not because I have to, because I can't get another job and I can't go out and do nothing else. You know what I mean? So it just, it was very weird. And people started having the conversation of, Y'all are like disrespecting people who want to be stay at home mothers and this and the third. And I'm just like, nah, she just a deadbeat at the end of the day. So then at the reunion, I want to say she said she got a job, but I don't even remember. Like that was just real weird. It rubbed me the wrong way. But yeah. And then our golden couple, our Jim and Pam, Lauren and Cameron. Lauren is a black girl, dark skinned black woman, just beautiful. Ugh. Cameron, white guy, only interracial couple on this whole thing. Like, everybody else was white. And then this is the only interracial couple. Except for uh Carlton and Diamond were both black. But, like, this is the interracial couple. And that was their biggest deal was, like, how are we going to function as an interracial couple? Da, 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 ba, ba. And it's just like, yeah, we live in the 21st century, but people are still racist. So... And then Cameron revealed that uh, he had been in an interracial couple before. He had dated a black woman. And then, like, people would come up and, like, say really mean things to her. Like, you need to be with a black man. Like, you're disrespecting our uh, our gene pool and stuff like that. And then she would either handle it or they would just, like, let it roll off of them. And he was just like, at no point do I, like, disregard the struggle that black people go through and this and the third. Because then Lauren was just like, she's very pro-black and she's never gone like stop speaking on the struggles that black people go through and stop speaking on um the issues and like systemic racism and stuff like that and then she is a uh, I want to say she's a social media influencer um or content creator I don't remember what they called her on there but she she does something of that effect and it was just like she was just saying that she is so vocal about the struggles that black people go through she didn't want to be judged for uh dating marrying a white man and then she was just like it's so crazy that uh she felt like she would have to tone down her blackness to be in a relationship with a non-black individual. And it turns out that like Cameron was just so cool and so loving and so receptive and everything that it, it, it never even crossed her mind to start doing that because he was so accepting of who she was. So who she is. So yeah, they're my favorite couple. Nothing nothing bad happened to them. Like he said she was the most beautiful woman, most stunning woman he had ever met. And then uh she was really nervous about him to meet her. She was really nervous about moving in and meeting her parents because she lives alone, she's very independent, and she wasn't really ready to like give up all of that. So that was her biggest thing. And that was kinda like they kept making her say that. I could tell they kept making her say that on the show because it didn't seem like a big deal, but like it was their only issue. They were an amazing couple. So then Cameron he just was so sweet. Like, everybody described him as very calm, soothing. Like, people were saying they would uh, be talking to him in the pods and, like, go to sleep because his voice was so calm. And, yeah, so um, he was just very cool about it all. And he, he had a big house, and he was saying, like, he's always wanted a family. And if she were to move into this big house and they could, like... Uh, you know, start a family like that's all he's ever wanted. And he was just very um openly emotional. It was it was nice to see a man cry. I haven't seen that in a while. So he was um emotional and just very open about that. And it was just a very you could see the connection that they had on the show and then like off the show, seeing them on social media and stuff. And I mean, like as much as you can garner from social media, it was very nice to see them together and just happy and and to see that the experiment worked for somebody because as much as you know 
Amber and Barnett said, yes, they're not our golden couple. Lauren and Cameron is our Jim and Pam. So, yeah, it was very nice to see. So then he meets her dad and then they're talking about she leaves. She, it was just too awkward for her. So she leaves. And then he meets her dad and, and they're like, um, you know, the issue that you're a white man and she's a black woman. And then he reveals to her dad that like he was in an interracial um relationship and it was never an issue and that he loves Lauren so much that he doesn't mind going through anything. And then like the the thing that was making them nervous is because Lauren loves her dad so much and looks up to her dad so much, but then Cameron was like, He loves her dad because she looked up to her dad so much that she started to resemble him in certain ways. Like they're alike in a lot of ways. So then he was like I love her so much that there's no way I couldn't love her dad. And then that they got along so well. It was very sweet. When they were talking about it on the reunion, I wanted to cry. Um, so, yeah, it was just real beautiful. And then, um, yeah, so then they talked about on the reunion how they have a dog together. So they're like, you know, co-parenting. And then he said that uh, he knows he loves her. And his mom knows he loves her because he always said for some reason that he would never date or marry a woman who wanted to have a dog and now they have a dog together and he loves it um but yeah that's pretty much all I have to say on love is blind um and they asked at the end like do you believe that love is blind truly I think it can be um I think it is for a lot of people and it's just like whatever you consider that love is because I felt like a lot of people on the show, especially like Jessica and Mark and Gigi and Damien had a lot of attraction to each other, but it wasn't love. Like they didn't, they didn't really get to know each other and really dig deep into who they were as people. Like even when you saw their, um, their dating conversations, they were really not shallow, but not deep they were like if we're talking about the ocean they were the part of the ocean before the shelf drops off like before you know your feet stop touching the ground so everybody else was like waiting very carefully and I felt like um Lauren and Cameron really jumped in all the way with their relationship like they were they were the only people like coming out and being like oh we cried together and we feel really connected and this and the third and everybody else was like yeah I really like him he's cool he makes me laugh and then like they were just like we have a really deep connection <laughs> and they were like you know getting into some hard truths talking about things so it was very nice um there was a version on the show that was very weird he was oh my god he was such a weird character I didn't know he felt like a plant like on the first episode they like you you see people going through just random pairings and he talks to Lauren and he was like he was trying to guess what people look like and I'm like why are you doing this on a show where the purpose is that you don't know what these folks look like and he was like based on your voice I can tell that you're uh African-American and, da, 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 da. and she was like no I'm white (laughs) and it was it was it was a it was a nice moment to see like Lauren's personality but it was a very uh negative tick on that guy and then they were like talking about sex in the um in the men's house and they were like oh are any virgins in the room and I think they asked that like almost not sarcastically but almost like rhetorically like as if nobody would raise their hand and then the guy raised his hand and I was just like you sir the corporate robot or a virgin who would have guessed like oh my god very weird individual I felt like he was a plant like he was just uh 
So just, ah, uh, I don't even know. I think they just wanted us to not like somebody so we could like the other guys a little bit more. Um, but yeah, I don't remember what I was saying about, about love and love being blind, but I believe Cameron and Lauren are in love. They're so cute. They're just, they are my royal couple. They are, you know, they're just everything, you know, we need right now. As a hopeless romantic, I hope they do well. I hope they stay together forever because I now follow them both on social media and I will be watching. Um, But that's it, you know. Have you watched the show? Do you think that love is blind? Do you think that love can be blind? I don't have anything else in my notes for today, so... This was great. Okay, and lastly, as always, I'd like to thank you for listening to the podcast. Thank you for sitting down and having a conversation with me. And thank you so much to my producer, Jaybo, um, at prod.jaybo on Instagram. prod.jaybo on Instagram. Um, so I, th- I thank my producer. I thank you. Uh, you know, have a great day. And if I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night.